Hey everybody, welcome back to the Stephanie Bree Show. I am your host, my name is Stephanie Bree, and it is time for my podcast, and I'm excited to be bringing you new content for the week. Uh, last week was a bit rough um, due to uh, me starting a new job. That job ended on the weekend, but it threw off my uh, schedule, so I had to record the podcast earlier or later in the week excuse me so this is coming out a little soon uh, but it's actually coming out on time well it's a little late in the day for me to be doing the podcast but it's coming out a little uh, on Saturday I usually upload these on Saturday so um, yeah I know I used to have a patreon tier where I would upload the podcasts early and then I would put them out on Wednesday but I stopped doing that because I just want to get it out there and I've uh, restructured the Patreon tiers so hopefully I get some more supporters if you want to support me go to patreon.com slash Stephanie Bree that's Bree B-R-I Stephanie standard spelling I-E alright what do we got for this week well I haven't been streaming a whole lot I've been watching Goldbergs. Nothing new, really. I haven't watched any new movies. I haven't really. Um, I haven't. I mean, I've watched some sporting events, uh, but nothing. Nothing new has happened since last week. Nothing. I haven't streamed really anything because I've been working. I got a new job. Uh, I'm a political canvasser for a political party, and that's good because it gives me an opportunity to get out there and talk to people about the issues that are important to me. And so I'm excited for that. Plus it pays pretty good. It's only temporary, but it'll get me by for the next couple of weeks anyways. And that's really, at this point, that's all that matters. I just gotta pay my bills and go from there. Speaking of, well, no, let me backtrack. There was one thing I did stream. But I'm going to talk about it a little bit later in the show. I did stream some. I've been watching some SmackDown and Raw on Hulu. But I have a dedicated topic to that on the list here. So <clears throat> I'll come back to that. And I'll give you, <coughs> I'll give you my thoughts then. All right. So I got a lot on the docket this week. Uh, some stuff I think is going to be heavier than others, so we'll try to get through it all. I don't know how long this episode is going to be. I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling like it's going to be a shorter one than usual. I'm, I'm feeling about 45 minutes or thereabouts. So stick with me. Uh, I'll get you in and out, ready to go. So when you're talking about the changes and layoffs at Cartoon Network, I'm going to be talking about Bumblebee. The Transformers character, not the movie. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Halloween Kills a little bit. I haven't seen the movie yet, so no spoilers. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Netflix. I've got a Netflix topic. Again, I know Netflix is almost always in the news, but there's a lot to talk about. I'm going to be sharing some of my trading card memories. I'm going to be talking about trading cards. I just thought that would be a fun topic. I'm going to be talking about WWE leaving Hulu. That's a big topic. It will kind of go along with the Netflix topic a little bit. 
but I think it's 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 its own topic. Rooster teeth controversy. I didn't want to touch this one, but because it involves a trans woman, I feel like I kind of have to. The reason why I didn't want to touch it is I wanted to do more research and I wanted to have more time with it, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about what I, my understanding of the situation, and I'm going to just go leave it at that and go from there. And then the Minecraft mob vote has taken place. So I made a list, my own list, of certain mobs that are still missing from the game that I would like to see in the game. Some of them are confuddling to me why they're not in the game yet. And then I have a buddy cop movie topic and a wish list of Rob Zombie remakes I'd like to see. Movies I'd like to see Rob Zombie make. Remakes or reboots that I'd like to see Rob Zombie make. I made my own list. So... This will probably be a shorter podcast. I'll try to get in and out in, in about 45 to 50 minutes thereabouts. This isn't going to be another 90-minute show. I don't think I could talk for that long. It is Saturday night, and I am waiting for my girlfriend to call me. So here we go. Cartoon Network. This one probably won't say a whole lot about it, but there's been some shakeups and some controversy coming out of Cartoon Network. Now, I've talked about Warner Brothers and Warner Discovery and all of the stuff going down there, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. But apparently, Cartoon Network Studios is being folded into Warner Brothers Animation. And there were a lot of layoffs at the company. Now, what that means going forward, I don't know. Um, right now, everything that has to do with Warner Media, Warner Discovery, is up in the air. There's a lot of uh, product, we'll say, on the chopping block, and there's a lot of stuff being in development that is there. Un there's uncertainty surrounding whether or not what's being in development will actually get released or not. There's a lot of questions. So, what does Cartoon Network have to do with anything? What does any of this have to do with Cartoon Network? Well, basically, the gist of it, as I understand it, is that. They're going to continue to have a brand, Cartoon Network Studios, but they're not going to have a separate office and they're not going to have their own separate employees. They're just going to be all folded under Warner Animation. Basically, it's consolidation is what it amounts to. It's what happened to Hanna-Barbera. They're shutting down Cartoon Network Studios and the projects that Cartoon Network Studios were developing are going to be developed internally at Warner Animation. That's what's happening. So on the one hand, it is the death of Cartoon Network Studios. A lot of people were saying, rest in peace, Cartoon Network Studios. It is technically the death of Cartoon Network Studios, technically, from a logistics standpoint. But they're still going to be producing shows for Cartoon Network. They're still going to Warner Brothers still owns Cartoon Network. They're still going to be producing content for the channel Cartoon Network. So Cartoon Network is still gonna have cartoons being produced for it. They're just not gonna be produced in-house at Cartoon Network Studios anymore. They're being produced by Warner Brothers, or specifically Warner Media Animation, which is my understanding, Warner has been consolidating a lot lately. And so, and from a logistics standpoint, it just makes more sense. Unfortunately, it does mean that 
the world is changing and another studio that everybody is fond of is now in the past. So that's all I want to say about that. I don't have strong feelings one way or the other. I never watched any Cartoon Network shows. I watched a lot of early Cartoon Network stuff, but it was all Hanna-Barbera reruns when I was watching Cartoon Network. When they came out with the Toonami and all that stuff, I, I, was, I was already outgrowing cartoons by that point in time. I, I wasn't watching cartoons anymore. I was never a big fan of cartoons or animation to begin with. I'm, I have a love-hate relationship, or I have a rocky relationship, I'll say, with animation. So, um, I'm not your big Cartoon Network fanatic. So, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't affect me one way or the other. Because I don't have strong feelings towards Cartoon Network. In the most recent years, starting around 2007 till today... Bumblebee has been more or less the unofficial mascot of Transformers. And I want to ask the question, why the hell is that? Of all characters to become the mascot, the face of Transformers, why Bumblebee? Why couldn't we get like somebody with some personality like Ironhide or maybe Jazz? Well, I understand why they didn't make Jazz the face of the company, or excuse me, the face of the brand, because there's some controversy surrounding the characterization of Jazz. He's always been portrayed by an African-American voice actor, and so there's this, he has African-American attributes, and he speaks in an African-American dialect, so there's accusations of racism, is all I'm going to say. That's where I'm kind of going with that. That's problematic for some people. Some people look at it as representation, but he's an alien robot. So is that really representation or is it appropriation? That's, that's a topic that gets discussed. Bumblebee doesn't talk. Since the 2007 movies, Bumblebee has been mute, more or less. He talks or communicates using... Well, his radio, basically using quotes, movie quotes, song quotes, things like that. That's how he communicates. So he doesn't really speak his voice. So he doesn't have a characterization. He doesn't really have much of a personality per se. So how is he the face, the mascot of the brand when he's really the least equipped for it? Starscream would have been a better uh, mascot for the brand. Although Starscream's a villain, you don't want your mascot to be a villain, unfortunately. Hell, even Soundwave would have been a better mascot because they already used Soundwave's face for the Decepticon symbol. So he would have been a, vet, a better face for the company, a better mascot than Bumblebee. <sighs> Bumblebee only makes sense from a logistics standpoint. He's the character you're supposed to relate with, relate to. He's the one, he's the kid of the group. Supposedly, he's the young, usually the youngest Transformer, or he's portrayed very childlike, and he's the one that always makes friends with the human characters. So, from that perspective, it makes sense. Yes, I get it. But if they're going to have him be the face of the company, they should have, well, they should have basically ignored the movies which really, they gave him a voice at the end of the 2007 movie. 
they said that they repaired his 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 circuit, his voice circuits or whatever, vocal circuits or whatever. They were repaired by the end of the movie. But then somehow he was back to talking in quotes and grunts and whistles in the second movie. I don't understand that. And then that's been his his MO ever since. And and it 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 it, it, it annoys me. It really does. Because here's the face of your company, the face of your brand, and he doesn't have a personality. He doesn't have a voice of his own. And when he speaks in movie quotes, that's problematic because you can have adults who write for Bumblebee, the character, who can sneak in quotes from R-rated movies that kids presumably shouldn't or couldn't be watching. Quotes that they stick sneak in their references for the adults that watch, but will probably go over the heads of kids. Also, because there's hundreds of movies a year, if he's going to be speaking in movie quotes, you could basically have him say any sentence that has ever been uttered in the English language or any language that, it, that the show can be translated into. And there exists enough media just in quotes alone that you could basically still have a voice actor voicing the character and not have it be movie quotes but still play up that trope and you could give the character a voice a personality i would prefer it if they actually just gave him a fucking voice i'm so sick and tired of the r2d2 bells and whistles bleeps and bloops for crying out loud he's your mascot he's the face of the company he should also be the voice of the brand and he's not because they won't give him a voice because of some stupid idiotic thing that Michael Bay did in 2007 and we're stuck with it and they can't change it because a whole generation of kids grew up with a bumblebee that doesn't talk and so it's they can't change it now because then it wouldn't be bumblebee anymore because there have been more media where bumblebee can't talk than media where Bumblebee can talk. And that's problematic in and of itself. Not to mention, very frustrating. All right, Halloween Kills. I'm a horror fan, okay? I love horror movies. I get excited for horror movies. I, true story, late at night, I wake up in the middle of the night, put on Netflix, watch a horror movie, go back to bed. I do that a lot. Sometimes in the middle of the day, I'll be bored out of my mind and I'll put on a horror movie as long as I don't have to work. I watch a lot of horror movies. My DVD collection, two-thirds of my DVD collection, not counting TV shows, is horror. And even some of my TV shows are horror. I have Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's, um, that's horror. I, I have more horror shows that I would have on DVD if I had the money to buy them, but I don't, so I'm stuck with what I have. But I watch a lot of horror. And the slasher genre, which Halloween is a slasher movie, is my favorite genre. So when I talk about Halloween Kills, I'm talking about it from the perspective of a fan. And I like some of the Halloween movies. In fact, I like several of that. There are more Halloween movies I like than dislike, to tell you the truth. So I am a fan of the franchise. Don't get me wrong. Don't misinterpret what I'm about to say. 
I don't want to see Halloween Kills. I have no interest in it. I haven't seen the Halloween remake. And I haven't seen Halloween... What was it called? Halloween Scares or whatever it was called. The one before Halloween Kills. I haven't even seen it yet. I don't even know what it's called. And that's not me trying to be disrespectful to the movie. It's just literally... I... I... Halloween was made in 1978, and it was a good movie, and it got an immediate sequel, Halloween 2, and it was a good sequel, and then they threw that away with Halloween 3, so then they brought it back with the return of Michael Myers, Halloween 4, and then they did Halloween 5, and then they did Halloween 6, and then they did 7 and 8, and then it was too many. They stopped numbering them after 5, because they were like, okay, that's too many, we can't number them anymore. They were embarrassed, I guess. I don't know. That happens a lot in franchises when they get too many in the, in a franchise. They just stop numbering them. Especially in horror movies. That happens a lot. So, it's understandable. There's some franchises that were never numbered. Like the 007 movies. None of those are in sequential order. You just watch them. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. Don't get me even started on 007. I don't want to watch Halloween Kills. Because I haven't seen the one before it. Which I can't even remember what it's called. And I haven't seen the one before that. And the reason I haven't seen them is because I watched every Halloween movie up to Resurrection. I've already seen the sequels. They told a story. I've already experienced that story. Halloween the 2018 or 2017 remake whenever whatever year it came out 2020 I don't know what year it came out but whatever year it came out the Halloween remake pissed on the franchise and said no we're going to pretend like none of the sequels happened we're going to pretend like this is Halloween 2 which means Halloween 2 which is regarded as one of the best in the franchise never happened so now we have to ignore Halloween 2 and now we're stuck with Halloween, another Halloween 2, which H2O already ignored all the sequels and went back to being a direct sequel to Halloween 2. So we've already done that with the franchise. It's, 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 it gives me fucking whiplash. It gives me whiplash. It's like, oh, great. We're, we're, we're rebooting the franchise again. And once again, we're just ignoring Halloween 2 and starting over again. They've already done that. And I'm so sick and damn tired of it. I'm sick and damn tired of it. I can't stand it. So, as far as I'm concerned, I've already watched the Halloween franchise. I won't watch another Halloween movie unless they get their shit together and make a sequel to Resurrection that picks up the storyline they already told or make a sequel to Curse of Michael Myers that picks up the story they've already told and they knock it off with these damn reboots. Otherwise, I'm just going to say I've already had a satisfying Halloween experience. I don't, I don't need any more damn Halloween movies. And I'm saying this is a fan of Halloween. And this is, this is exactly why I won't see Halloween Kills. Cause, because I'm a fan of Halloween. I can't understand how people who say they're fans of the Halloween franchise who are actually excited for this movie. Unless you just don't give a shit about continuity at all. Which to me makes no sense. It's frustrating. It's, it, 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 it makes me want to pull my hair out. 
Now, as a fan of the slasher genre, I want to see the movie just as a slasher movie and say to hell with the continuity. I just want to watch the movie and enjoy it. So, in that regards, I'll watch the trilogy as a trilogy now that I know it exists as a trilogy. But I'm not going to go out and watch Halloween Kills right now. I'm not watching it on Peacock, and I'm not going to the theater to see it. So, I'm not boycotting it, and I'm not saying I'll never watch it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm not excited for it, and this is why I'm not excited for it. That being said, I will watch the trilogy as a trilogy. I haven't even seen the Rob Zombie Halloween movies yet. All the way through. So, yeah. Alright, that's enough Halloween. I gotta catch my breath because I'm about to talk about that. If you've been listening to this podcast or any of the podcasts I did before that are former iterations of this podcast, whether it was the Dark Web or the Spider's Lair, if you've been listening to me do podcasts for any amount of time, you know I talk about Netflix a lot. I'm a fan of Netflix. I have had Netflix streaming. I've been a continuous, uninterrupted, continuous, non-stop subscriber to Netflix since day one. I signed up during the beta. I was ready to try streaming. I never had a Netflix DVD plan. I have only ever had a Netflix streaming plan. And I have had a Netflix streaming plan since the day they offered Netflix streaming. I'm a Netflix fanatic. I love Netflix. Especially Netflix streaming. Streaming today wouldn't be, wouldn't even exist if Netflix hadn't come onto the scene. So show some damn respect when you talk about Netflix. That's how I feel about it. But that being said, Netflix is making some decisions that really piss me off. First, Star Trek has left Netflix. All of it. There's no Star Trek series left on Netflix. I was saying when the streaming wars started, Netflix was still a bargain because you could get with all the content, even with all of the catalog content leaving. You, Netflix is still a bargain at the price that you pay for it because you get the Star Trek content. Star Trek alone is what made Netflix worth having. Plus, the, the, the other content was bonus. Now, I'm not saying this is a Star Trek fan. Oh, geez, I'm a nerd. Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek. No, 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 no. I'm saying this. If you are a fan of Star Trek... Having Netflix was worth it because, or even if you're a casual fan, having Netflix, having Star Trek on Netflix was worth it because Star Trek is expensive. Star Trek costs a lot of money. Star Trek DVDs are $100 a season. They're not $25 a season like most TV shows. They're $100 a season per season. And there's 100 seasons of Star Trek. Do the math. That's a lot of money. If you want to be able to watch all of Star Trek, you're spending a lot of money on DVDs, on Blu-rays, on VHS tapes, whatever. 4K transfers, I don't, whatever. You're spending a lot of money to get Star Trek on home video. A lot. It's 25 bucks for a standalone best of fan favorites. That's what a, a, a normal TV show costs $25 for a season. A normal TV show. And then when it's in the bargain bin, it's 25 bucks for the whole series or 40 bucks for the whole series, depending on the series, if it's a sitcom or if it's a dramedy or a drama or whatever. It just depends. 
Star Trek has always been expensive. So losing Star Trek is possibly the nail in the coffin for Netflix. This could very well be the nail in the coffin. Because Netflix has been losing catalog content. They've been, no, 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 not losing, bleeding. Netflix has been bleeding catalog content ever since they did House of Cards. Ever since they figured out that they could make their own TV shows and get Emmys for their, for their shit, they figured out they can make their own content. They don't need to pay other people for their content. This is what caused the streaming wars. You had content producers who had these catalogs that were Netflix was paying for, and all of a sudden Netflix wasn't paying for those catalogs anymore, and you had you had these companies sitting on these back catalogs that they could no longer monetize. They had to start streaming services in order to monetize their stuff. So you can blame Netflix for the streaming wars. You can blame Net Netflix for the streaming wars. It's their fault that the streaming wars exists, but streaming as a concept wouldn't exist without Netflix, so you still have to recognize Netflix for what it is. Now, Netflix is launching an ad-supported plan, which is going to be like all the other ad-supported plans. You get a cheaper plan, you get to watch some commercials, but some content is hidden behind the paywall. You got to pay extra for the premium content. Now, if they make you pay extra for Stranger Things, that's going to be a problem. If it's going to be Netflix Originals, you got to pay extra for, or if it's you got to pay extra for the licensed content, that's going to be a problem as well. It, they're basically they're screwed either way. Now, from a monetary standpoint, it makes more sense to have ads and have an ad-supported version for the people that are willing to put up with the ads for a for a smaller bill. It makes business sense. I've already talked about this couple weeks ago when I was talking about Disney Plus getting an ad-supported tier. Ads pay the bills. In the media business, ads pay the bills. It's that simple. Subscriptions do not pay the bills. Netflix is bleeding money. They can't survive in their current form with their current pay structure. They can't. They're losing money. So they have to do something. This is an attempt. I'm going to call it a vain attempt to try to stay alive. I say this with the utmost respect. I love Netflix. And Netflix is the only streaming service I pay for. It's the only one I pay money for. All the other streaming services I get through other deals. I get them through my phone or through my internet or my parents pay for it and I just use their, their account or whatever. Netflix is the only one I pay for. I have my own Netflix subscription. I've always had my own Netflix subscription. I'll always have my own Netflix subscription. And as long as Netflix is around, I will have a Netflix subscription. I'm their core audience. I'm a fan. It's to me, Netflix is the equivalent of basic cable. If you can if you don't have Netflix, then what do you have? You got to at the bare minimum, you got to have Netflix. And then you build your streaming around Netflix. You decide what shows you can't live without and then you you add those shows those streaming services so you get the shows you want if it's star trek you got to have paramount plus if it's that 70 show or wwe content then you add peacock if it's lord of the rings then you got to go and get or if it's 007 you got to go get amazon prime 
the streaming wars are heating up. And Netflix was in a position where they could end up being a big, big ass loser in this whole streaming wars. Now they can continue to support themselves. They can continue to, to stay alive with original content. And one of the reasons why I keep Netflix around, despite the fact of its shrinking catalog, is their original content is damn good. I like shows like Is It Cake and BS The Game Show and The Floor Is Lava and Squid Game and Stranger Things and other Glow and other shows. There is so much content on Netflix. I can't even, I, I, I skim through Netflix and I don't even know where to start. I'm just like, my list in Netflix, my list is so long on, on, on Netflix. I don't even know where to begin to watch all the content on Netflix. There's that much content on Netflix. So when people say Netflix is missing content, they're missing the point. Yeah, the catalog content used to be a big part of Netflix. The catalog content is gone. And I think losing Star Trek is a wake-up call. This is Netflix signaling that they're not keeping any content around that isn't theirs. They're going to let it all go eventually. They're going to lose the CW stuff when those contracts expire and Warner Brothers snatches it all up for whatever they replace HBO Max with. You know that's going to happen. Netflix is going to lose all that stuff. They're not going to renew. Netflix is probably going to lose Seinfeld at some point in time because whoever owns Seinfeld is going to find another streaming platform who will outbid Netflix. And Netflix is going to have to say, yeah, we can't afford that. It's not likely to be Disney, but it could be. Now, speaking of Disney, there's another possibility. Netflix could get bought out. And then as a streaming platform, it would it, it could make sense to gut it, get rid of all of the get rid of all of the licensed content. Just gut it and just leave behind nothing but the original programming. Leave just the original programming behind. And then you reduce costs. And then you can just focus on producing content. That actually is something that could happen. So we're gonna play a little what if scenario. Who could buy Netflix. Disney could, but they already own Hulu. Well, two-thirds of Hulu. And starting in 2024, they'll own 100% of Hulu when the current contract expires. They have an agreement with Comcast. Once that expires, Disney will own Hulu. So Disney doesn't need Netflix. It doesn't serve their purposes. Warner Media, they've already got two streaming services they can't keep alive and they've already killed two or three other streaming services that they couldn't keep alive. Warner Warner's in freefall. Warner is in freefall. They're not going to go out and buy Netflix. They can't afford it. They couldn't afford it. Amazon doesn't need it. Amazon is too big. They've already got Prime. They could just gobble up all of the studios that make Netflix content and they can just well, we'll just make our content over here. They don't need to buy Netflix. They can just buy the studios one by one, by one buy the, pay off the content creators one by one. They can buy the content. Amazon's already doing that. Apple can afford Netflix. Apple has a streaming service that sucks. Apple could buy Netflix and fold it into Apple TV. 
basically have Apple TV Plus and then Netflix on the side. Like how Disney has Disney Plus and they've got Hulu on the side. Apple makes the most sense to buy Netflix in that scenario. Universal doesn't need it. Comcast doesn't need it. They've got Peacock. They don't need it. They currently have one third of Hulu. They don't need it. They, they want Peacock. They want to focus on Peacock. And Viacom doesn't need it because they've got Paramount Plus. They've already got Paramount Plus and they've got CBS. And I'll tell you what, they're making their money off of CBS. They don't even need, they don't even need to make money on Paramount Plus. CBS, make, CBS pays the bills. Paramount Plus is just a write-off to them. They don't need Netflix. It wouldn't serve their purposes. So the most likely candidate would either be Apple TV Plus, Apple buying it, or Sony or Microsoft. Sony not likely because they've already proven that they're not interested in the streaming video. They've already proven that they've got, they've got their own catalog. They had a streaming service, Crackle. They abandoned it. They walked away from it. They had streaming on PlayStation, PlayStation View, and then they just sort of let it fizzle out. They said, no, we don't need that. Sony has already proven they're not interested in streaming. They're a, game, they're a gaming company. They're focused on PlayStation because PlayStation makes them money. Sony wants to make their money off of PlayStation. They're not gonna make money off of Netflix by owning Netflix. Sony makes money by licensing their content to Netflix, which is one of the reasons why Netflix still has content. If you look at the content Netflix has, a lot of it is produced by Sony. It really doesn't leave anybody left other than Microsoft. So if it's not Apple, it will, it will probably be Microsoft. Now, what would Microsoft do with Netflix? Most likely, nothing. They'd give them some money, they'd keep it afloat, and they would write it off because they don't need it. They're, they're so big, it wouldn't, it wouldn't phase them one way or the other. Netflix could lose money for eternity and Microsoft would be okay with it because they're losing money on Xbox and they don't care. Microsoft makes all their money off of Windows and Office. I'll tell you what, they make, every computer in the world has Office on it. Every tablet and phone in the world has Office on it, even the Apple ones. Microsoft makes their money off of Office. They don't need Xbox. They don't need Blizzard. They don't need Halo. They make their money off of Office. They make their money off of Windows. Everything else is pennies to them. So Microsoft buying Netflix makes the most sense because then it will exist pretty much autonomously as it exists now. Nothing will change, but the financial backing will be secure. So if Netflix leaders, CEOs, board of directors, etc., were smart, they would be trying to broker a deal with Microsoft. That's what they should be doing right now. And that's all I have to say about Netflix. This has already been 35 minutes. I said I was going to keep it 45 minutes, and I've got five more topics to get through. All right. Trading cards. I want to talk about trading cards. I don't talk about trading cards enough. So these are just trading card memories. That's all. Just You remember trading cards back in the day? You used to get a pack of tops. 
E.T. or whatever the movie of the week was, whatever the big big blockbuster movie was that all the kids were supposed to go see, I had Ghostbusters trading cards. I had Star Wars trading cards. I had X-Men the movie trading cards. I had trading cards for movies I hadn't even seen. I had trading cards for Dick Tracy. I had E.T. trading cards. I had trading cards for Superman the movie. I even had trading cards for Stargate. I had trading cards for movies I had no in interest in seeing. Trading cards were a big thing back in the late 80s, early 90s. Throughout the 90s, in fact. And I'm not talking about trading card games. I'm not talking about Magic the Gathering. I'm not talking about Pokemon. We're not talking about customizable card games here. We're just talking about trading cards. And we're not talking about sports cards because that's its own thing. That falls under sports memorabilia. We're just talking about movies, video games, comic books, cartoon characters, plastered on little collectible cards. They don't really make trading cards anymore. Not like they used to. They still do sports cards. They still do trading card company. They still do trading card games, excuse me. But you don't just, one movie just came out recently. Thor Love and, Love and Thunder, the MCU. They don't have sets of trading cards from the, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's comic books. If you were gonna do a series of trading cards, it makes the most sense to do trading cards based on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you're going to do trading cards based on movies, those are the ones that makes the most sense to do. I used to have Batman Returns trading cards and Batman, the 1989 Batman trading cards, and I had Batman Forever trading cards as well. I never bought trading cards for the Batman and Robin. Can you guess why? It wasn't because they didn't make them. I got into trading cards when I was a little kid. So, too, too young to remember. I started off, I probably had Garbage Pail Kids, I don't remember. Garbage Pail Kids was a, was a thing back in the 80s. Uh, I think they were already faded out. They were already done with Garbage Pail Kids by the time I was old enough to start getting into trading cards. So I don't remember having any Garbage Pail Kids. But I don't remember not having them either. I just don't remember because I literally had that many trading cards. I don't remember all the trading card sets I had when I was a kid because I would trade with anybody. I would trade toys for trading cards. I would trade candy for trading cards. I would go, my mom would give me, she would give me money to go to the, the swimming pool, right? It's, uh, what was it, like a dollar to go swimming? She would give me $2. A dollar to go swimming, a dollar to buy candy. Back then, it was like 25 cents for a candy bar. So a dollar would buy you four pieces of candy, four complete packages of candy. I could get M&Ms, I, I could get a candy bar, I could get a payday bar. You know, I could get uh, Mike and Ike, whatever they sold. I could get a soda pop. It was it was 25 cents for a can of soda. So she'd give me $2, a dollar to get into the swimming pool and a dollar to buy snacks. I would buy my soda pop, my usually my Mountain Dew, and then I would buy, I would buy my candy, probably an M&M's. Sometimes I would get M&M's, sometimes I would get a fruity candy, you know, like a Skittles or those little hard candies, the little fruit candies, I can't remember what they're called. It just depends. And I have 50 cents left over. Instead of getting two more pieces of candy, I would take that 50 cents to the trading cart, to the, to the store that sold trading cards, to the collectible shop, whatever, the pawn shop or whoever it was that was selling trading cards. 
and I'd buy a pack of trading cards. They were 50 cents for a pack of trading cards. And I just buy a pack of trading cards. If mom gave me money to go to the arcade, I dropped all my money in the quarters, all my quarters in the arcade machine. But if they sold trading cards at the arcade, I would always set back a dollar. I would always set back a dollar to buy trading cards. When I got my first job, 13 years old, I got my first job, I was buying boxes of trading cards and not just trading card games, not just customizable card games. I was buying boxes of trading cards. I was buying full sets of trading cards. I was buying packs by the buttload. So I was buying a lot of trading cards. When I was about 12 years old, I had a baby sister. She was six years younger than me. So she was about six at the time. I was 12, she was six. I wanted to get her into trading cards. So I sat down, I did the big brother thing because I was her brother at the time. You know, I'm trans, but it is what it is. I was her brother at the time, I did the big brother thing. I sat down with a binder and I pulled out all of my leftover empty sheets at the end. You always have empty pages at the end of your trading card binders. You always have empty pages, the leftovers, you know, the, the, you know, for expansion because you always have, and I filled up a binder with empty pages and I gave her all my duplicates, all of them. I gave her all my duplicates to get her started. I said, here you go, Becky. Her name's Becky. Here you go. Have some trading cards. And then we started trading with one another. She would go to the store and buy a pack of cards and she'd be like, do you want to trade? Even if I had every card in her pack, I would sit down and make a trade with her. I, I would trade her for cards I had doubles of, triples of. I didn't care. I wanted her I wanted her to get into trading cards. I wanted to share that with my sister. So I did. I shared that with my sister. So I have a lot of fond memories of trading cards. Collecting trading cards. Bonding with my friends over trading cards. I was a nerd. I got beat up a lot. I was gay. I got beat up a lot. Kids didn't know I was gay, but they thought I was. Um, I got beat up a lot for being different. The kids who beat me up, even the kids who beat me up, would let me sit at their table and trade sports cards with them during lunch. And then it was back to beating me up after lunch. But they would call truce to trade trading cards with me. That's how important trading cards were in my life as a kid. They, they meant something to me. And so I wanted to talk about them. I am a collector of trading cards. And they mean something to me. All right, I'm going to be real quick on this, and then I'm going to kind of go through the rest of the podcast. I'm going to kind of shoot through it because I wanted to keep this under an hour. WWE is leaving Hulu. Not everything. SmackDown is going to stay on Hulu because SmackDown is on Fox, and Hulu owns Fox. Disney owns Fox. Disney owns Hulu. But they're losing everything else. They're losing Raw. They're losing NXT. They're losing Main Event. They're losing everything else. It's all going to go probably to Peacock. This sucks. Because I've only just started to get back into Raw. 
I was watch when I had Peacock, I was watching the old episodes of Raw, and I was trying to work my way through the through the storyline. I was trying to watch all the old episodes of Raw to get it, to get caught up. Since I can't do that anymore because I don't have Peacock, I was doing what I was going back as far as I could on Hulu, and I was trying to catch up on Raw that way. They only go back to 2014, but I was still like, okay, I can still make out most of the players. It's a lot of the same people, so I can still follow the storylines. Well, that's that's leaving. In 11 days, Hulu will no longer have any more Monday Night Raw. And that really sucks because I don't have Peacock and I don't have cable, so I can't watch it on USA. I have to get it on Hulu. And I can't afford Hulu. The only reason why I get it is because my mom has it bundled with her Disney Plus and she only pays for it so that I can watch it because she doesn't even watch it. She just gave me, she literally just gave me the password and said, it's yours. She just pays for it and it's mine. So that's the only reason why I have Hulu. I can't afford Peacock. I can't afford cable. So now I won't be able to catch up. I won't be able to stay current on Raw. And that sucks because I was just getting back into Raw, especially with the return of Bray Wyatt. He's my favorite wrestler now that he's back. Well, The Miz is my other favorite wrestler. I, they're about tied for me. They still have The Miz. Now that they got Bray Wyatt back, and The Miz is on Raw, so I don't even get to watch The Miz anymore. And then my other favorite wrestler is Nikki Ash, or A-S-H. Nikki Cross was, was her name before they changed it to A-S-H. She's my other favorite wrestler. And then there's Shotzi. Shotzi's my other favorite wrestler. Well, Nikki's on Raw, so I won't get to watch Nikki anymore. So that sucks. I'm hoping that they can strike some kind of a deal before it's too late and that the stuff doesn't expire, but we'll wait and see. I'm going to skip the Rooster Teeth controversy. I feel like I need to let that sink in a little more and I need to do more research. I want to give that topic, a, I want to give that a, like a main topic. That's like a main topic for the podcast type of topic. That's not down the list. So real quick, mobs I'd like to see in Minecraft. All right, I want to see ghosts. I want to see penguins and more birds like penguins, ducks. I want to see ducks. I want to see a breedable wandering trader, but I want to call it a merchant. I just want a basic merchant, just a, you know, that's, that's like a wandering trader, but that you can breed in the villages. That just, you never know what you're going to get. They just give you random stuff. And it's not specific like what you get with farmer or cleric or blacksmith or whatever. I would love to see that. I also want to see pirates added to the game somehow. I want to see fairies and I want to see whales. All right, my last topic was buddy cop movies. Are they copaganda? I feel like I need to save that for another week. So I'm going to run down my list of Rob Zombie remakes I'd like to see. And I'm just going to run down the list and I'll talk about one each one if I want to see a horror movie or not. Well, most of them are horror movies. So I would like to see Rob Zombie's take on Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Child's Player, Chucky, Children of the Corn, Last House on the Left, and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Now, if, if I can only pick one and, and, and put all my energy into the universe, make it happen, Last House on the Left. I would love to see Rob Zombie's take on that, on that movie. 
And that's my show. Thanks for listening. Stay cool.